So last week we opened the pot off by me declaring that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world. And since then, they went on to sweep the Los Angeles Lakers with an utterly dominant performance from him and Jamal Murray. And I think we have to open the show talking about this team and their just incredible run to the finals. Yeah, apparently... Listen, like apparently, say. apparently, we're the only ones talking about the Nuggets. Apparently, nobody. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, nobody's talking about the Nuggets in NBA media. That is yeah, hilarious. you ask Michael Malone, and he's never once seen his team on Sports Center. Yeah, that is hilarious, bro. Embarrassing, nasty work. But hey, people got to say whatever to motivate themselves. But I, for one, like <laughs> to say, two months ago or so, I declared Nikola Jokic as probably the best player in the NBA, and I do indeed want my cookie. Venmo. Okay, you're right. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) You're early. And listen, I've been called a Jokic Glazer many times in the comment section of the pod, (laughs) all the shorts. So for now, it feels good. If they lose the finals, then I will feel fucking horrible. But for now, we're feeling good as a very pro Jokic podcast. This is your time to shine, Isaac. Yeah, Donovan was joking about it, talking about how there's been a lot of narratives lately that nobody talks about the Nuggets, which to some extent is true. They're overlooked. So let's do our part and let's do our give their respects and let's focus on them to begin the show. Let's talk so about it. let's do it. What was your biggest takeaway from the sweep? Because a lot of the talk about the Lakers and how LeBron looked old and AD was ghost mode in the game four. We'll get to them. How are you feeling about the Nuggets in the positive way and how in terms of them dominating? The championship is theirs to lose. Like it's yep. it's very very simple. I don't. I think at this point, like I, I even if Miami like gets past and could Miami they played tonight they ended up losing tonight. We're gonna talk about them later, but. I think if even Miami or Boston gets out of this series, I right now I think I might take Denver in five just because they look yeah they look extremely complete on both ends. Jamal is hooping now, and the thing that we've been saying for two years is like if you get Jokic any kind of help, then like the Nuggets can do something. They're they're doing something like Jamal Jamal's dropping thirty <laughs> nearly every other half. In um in the, in the playoffs, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Aaron Gordon's defense is fantastic. Michael Porter Jr. is knocking down threes. Bruce Brown seems to be doing a little bit of, of everything. Like he, him, and also KCP, KCP. And I've Love seen him. a lot. I've seen a lot of Lakers fans like upset because they've seen like a version of KCP in Denver that they kind of wanted in LA. And it's just like that's just possible now because you have a seven foot, you know, walking yep. 30, 30 point triple double. The floor is just so open all the time. Like, I'm glad you said this. Everybody Denver's gets the cooking. best version of themselves with Jokic. Jokic knows exactly how to feed people the type of shots that they like. Every MPJ likes these shots in the corner coming off of screen. Jokic knows how to give them to him. KCP likes to attack closeouts, these little mid range pull ups. Jokic knows how to get it to him. He's perfect at that. Yeah. Ha, but the, man. The, the, it is the Nuggets champion. Oh wow! Is the Nuggets championship to <laughs> to lose, and they have it? They like this is one of the best playoff runs that we've ever seen, and I, I will I'll I'll say that I think that Michael Malone is a little bit like fooling himself. He has to do the thing that like that a lot of coaches do is like oh it's us against the world nobody believes in us right like you kind of always have to keep that. The one thing that yeah. he will be right on is that I don't think. A lot of people are talking about Jokic's postseason in the context of like a historical, mm. you know, context, and I think that is where we can 100 percent like spend a lot of time today, or even just moving forward because what he's doing is crazy. A 30 point triple double for the playoffs. Nuts. That's that's, that's crazy. What the that's efficiency crazy. that he's been going with in terms of just like getting the job done, regardless of the fact. Like I would say during this playoff run, 
he's had like a lot of like nasty like efficiency games. Like he's some nights he shoots like eight for twenty or whatever, which is just incredibly odd, especially for someone like Jokic, who in the regular season went on an insanely he went on an insane tear of shooting like I don't know a large chunk of the season without shooting under 50% from the field. It's weird, but yeah. he's been getting the job done every night. And you mentioned for two seconds, Donovan, just how elite Jamal Murray has been. He's been averaging 28 points, damn near 40% shooting from the field and six assists. He has been on a, dis- he's been, he's been everything you want him to be. And it's yeah. super inspiring to see him just do his thing because a couple rumors came out over the last few days when they whipped the Lakers ass that he thought that he was damaged goods <laughs> for a second. Mike Malone had a potential option to go ahead and trade Jamal Murray for, I'm, I'm assuming a guard like Kyrie Irving uh, a couple years ago, back when he had his fiasco or whatever. And yeah. Mike Mullen was like, no, I'd rather go ahead and keep this dude. And he did, he did, he did, he did what was right. And seeing Jamal Murray, like fulfill, live up to his potential, but still yet <laughs> it's really awkward to say his potential still might not be good enough to be an all-star in the Western conference. Maybe it will be after this, after this post postseason run because of all the respect and credibility that he will have now. But everything yeah, exactly. is clicking on all angles and cylinders. And I feel like, bro, Aaron Gordon, he actually did his thing too, game four against the Lakers. You know, and when yeah. he's hitting threes like that, it's like, well, now you're done. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Jamal Murray scoring 28 points per game now. And then you said he's not good enough to be an all-star. But that's the thing. He wasn't good enough to be an all-star in the play in the regular season. He's, he wasn't. like It's not like he was like robbed, didn't get the respect he needed. Yeah. He averaged 22 points per game. He was a very good player, but there was 12 other players more deserving. So the yeah. point I'm saying that is he's proven to be now one of the best playoff risers we've seen. Like we talked about playoff Jimmy being a real thing. We talked about playoff Rondo a few years ago when he was killing it for the Lakers. Like, there's been a few players that have gotten that playoff moniker. Jamal Murray is the one who deserves that now. I think I saw a TikTok that was uh, listing the top five players in terms of points per game jumps from the regular season to playoffs. And he was in that top five. Like, it's very rare to jump from a 22 point per game score to 28, 29. That's literally the same thing Jimmy Butler does. So Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. his his shot and, like, also just the way that, that the Nuggets play and the way that, like, Jokic wants to play. Jokic wants to be right at the top of the key. He wants to be finding everybody else. And... In the playoffs, when you have to just go and get buckets and you look at, like, the Nuggets roster, like, Aaron Gordon is not a bucket getter, right? Yeah, My, for sure. Right, MPJ, he could he could do some stuff, but he's not – he doesn't have, like, the bag that, that Jamal Murray would, would <laughs> Listen, have. you ask him. He's the bucket getter. He is Tracy <laughs> McGrady incarnate. Again, that's that's him. But if you are watching, <laughs> if you're watching from the outside, like, he just – he's yeah. not he's not like that. Obviously, like, KCP, he's not necessarily like that. So – I also think that the Nuggets and their roster construction puts Jamal in a in like a perfect situation to rise because creating creating stuff off the dribble on the perimeter, that's his job, right? Jokic, and we've seen Jokic a bunch of times this these playoffs where he's like, I'm not gonna mess around outside, like I'm just gonna bully ball and I'll get my points down low. And now Jamal is perfectly set up to do all that stuff outside. So like it makes sense why he why he rises because they lean on yeah, him sure. a little bit more. Yeah, and like teams give so much attention to Jokic. They do it. This is a heavy dribble handoff team. And whenever you do a dribble handoff with Nikola Jokic, one, he's massive, sets amazing screens. Two, these teams are so scared of him 
getting any separation and creating offense for him and others that they just like stare at him. It's almost like a Steph gravity thing where when he's running off screens, he draws two defenders eyes and other people get open because of it. It's real similar with these handoffs for Jokic. So Jamal Murray is often just like walking into wide open pull-up shots and he's incredible at those. So combine that, they're just the perfect fit. Absolutely. And so I want to segue that into asking you, Mo, in terms of best duos in the league, where do these guys rank now? Now that we're seeing them, the two la- the last two times they've been in the playoffs, they've been killing everybody. No one ever thinks of them as one of the best duos in the NBA <laughs> ever. I I've never heard this these two ever been brought up in that kind of like either oh LeBron and AD, Kawhi yeah. and Paul George, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and this duo washes that duo if we're being a hundred and ten percent real. So they're it's easily his like leg fell off for two years, so people forgot about him. Yeah, exactly. We're e- I think he's easily those two. They're easily like top three. The thing about Jamal Murray is like. He has he can get a bucket in so many ways. He's not he's a he's a one of the best three three level scores. And because of that, his range, the athleticism two on him, he's one of the he's not a huge point guard, but he's one of the bigger, more filled out point guards in the NBA today as well. So like he's everything he's the exact type of point guard you'd want alongside Jokic. And like for sure. I just definitely this duo everything that Jokic is good at. And Murray is not like they complement each other extremely well, and that's what yeah. duos. This is this is what duos is truly about. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. It's it's very similar to Giannis and Chris Middleton, where they're one of the top duos. Even though there's other duos who have two players that are higher caliber than Chris Middleton, so like on paper, there's 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 duos out there that have two top fifteen players, but Giannis and Chris Middleton are still better. Even though Chris Middleton's like a top thirty guy, because the fit is so perfect, it's super similar with this duo. Like, which one's better, Giannis and Chris Middleton or Jokic and Jamal Murray? Who's better? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it's tough. It depends on how you feel about these okay, players. Okay, right now it's obviously them because Chris Middleton's been a shell of himself and he's been injured. Assuming he's healthy, then which duo is better? I think if Jamal Murray was in the Eastern Conference, he would have the same amount of, um, probably the same amount of all-star Cache, appearances. Respect. Yeah, cash and respect. Listen, and he might that. have it after they win the championship, too. Yeah. I think Jamal Murray's going to finish all time a better player than Chris Middleton. That's a disgusting, like, <laughs> purpose to bit. say. Oh, my goodness. That's, <laughs> I know. That's degenerate. I know. It's nasty. <laughs> I know. But that's just the type of man the I am, brain. bro. Shame me. I, I hold it with my test. Honestly, I think yeah. I'll have, I'd rather have that duo than Giannis and Chris Middleton just because the gap is – I mean, there, there's a tiny gap between um, Jamal Murray and Chris Middleton, to be honest. And there's still what a ceiling for Jamal Murray to keep getting better, too. Like, exactly. I, I said, he missed a year and a half. And like, if that never happened, like – Man, if God didn't hate Nicole, if God didn't hate Jamal Murray's knees, he would be on such a trajectory right now. He would have made an All Star by now. He'd be being talked about as like one of the better point guards in the league. I think. Bro, no, 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 no. I remember back in 2020 bubble, motherfucker was talking about how this man was better than Trey Young and so many other young good young point guards. He was respectively though. Yeah, for sure. But like, imagine if that didn't die off because he missed a year and a half. He would be in a very high echelon right now. Plus, he would have had more time to develop and not lose at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we 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 missed out on some on some yeah. runs with these two guys. Yeah, exactly. and then the Jamal or the John Morant started his leap as was for real. Trang was doing yeah. phenomenal things in twenty twenty one, and then there's the Melo Balls of the world, Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, bro. But other, other other note though, I'm talking it's about you missed runs with these two guys because he was hurt. <laughs> but you could also argue that him being out kind of like force Jokic to take more leaps and become the better, more aggressive scorer he is today. 
that Absolutely. maybe without that, this team isn't who it is. Maybe they wouldn't have traded. Oh, no, they did have Aaron Gordon already. Maybe, yeah, you know, maybe Jokic wouldn't be like the top tier guy he is now. Mm-hmm. I, I think when it comes to scoring, I think he always did have it, but I feel like back then he would just defer too much. And even times, yeah. thing, I still think he has that issue once in a while. But like, I, th- I think he has a better sense of when to turn it on and turn it off and when he he need he if I feel like he knows when he needs to get things going himself rather than trying to look out for other people on his team. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I mean we saw that in Game Three though. In Game Three of the Lakers series, like his first half was trash, and then and then the second half, yo, he just looks he just looks around. He's like, all right, like I, I you know, lean that you know that that meme where, yeah, where people just lean meme. forward playing two K. That was Jokic in the second half of, of Game yeah. Three. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll just turn it on. And it's funny because like he ends up with twenty four, eight and six, and it's like, wow, that's su- such a disappointing game for for uh, for Jokic. And it's like, I don't know. He definitely is the best player in the world right now. I think he is one of the most reliable. And one of the things that is probably a little bit underlooked is like because his game is not based on athleticism and because he's not moving around jumping up and down i don't think that there's like obviously i'm not i'm not a doctor so this is just like armchair science but like i but like i don't think that there that's like the possibility for like a major injury is there the same way they would be for like a Giannis or people that we see like with Ja or zion and they're just like jumping you know just jumping out out the gym and so for Jokic, the durability factor, that 100%. In a league now where we see guys missing 20 to 25 games every single season, and like for the, for the Lakers and for the Suns, two of my big, big points for them coming into the playoffs was like, I don't trust them because I don't think that their stars are going to be healthy. I never have that concern with Jokic. Like if I think that Jokic is going to be able to play every single game, which is massive, and it's something that you don't see with every star. And so like, if you put his talent and the availability factor, I don't think that. Also, mad clutch as well. Like if you put the ball into Jokic's hands in the last five, in the last you know five minutes, whatever it is, you feel comfortable with him taking any shot on the floor. The only thing that he doesn't have is elite defense, but everything else is so much better than everybody else that it makes up for yeah. it. So like, yeah, he's he's one, and with this championship, I. I don't. We'll we'll see we'll see how we'll see how, how we'll I feel about, about the champ. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how I feel yeah. about the championship because I was we'll about have to plenty say of time for all time conversations. We'll I, cross I was, the road when we get I was there. about to say say something crazy, so we'll wait about yeah. another two weeks. For hey, that. you good? Yeah, for sure. Isaac, a couple months ago in this podcast, before all of this shit happened, man, I remember you said something like Jokic is genuinely one of the best offensive players of all time, which I didn't think you, you called wrong. me crazy. No, I didn't think you were wrong, but I'm just like. You know, now it's not the time yet. Bro. Let's save those conversations and now let's talk about it. Let's talk, talk, talk about it. He is a basketball genius, and we've only ever seen people on that level be LeBron James, Magic Johnson, maybe Steph Curry. The way you look at it, he is in terms of basketball minds, cream of the crop. He's literally <laughs> the most efficient volume scorer in the NBA. A seventy percent true shooting percentage for most this year, while scoring twenty five points per game, is utterly fucking ridiculous. That's like twenty sixteen Steph Curry level stuff. While hmm. leading the, being one of the top three in the league in assists and probably yeah. the best passer in terms of like raw passing ability, not just playmaking, while being an elite rebounder, someone who makes his teammates better, he's easily a top five offensive player of all time. 
Yeah. Easily top five. Easily. Easily. When we look back at this three-year run, I'm just saying it ends now. He doesn't have a seven-year run. Look at this three-year run, the two MVPs and the second MVP. Compare that to any three-year run in in NBA history, you're not going to find five more impressive offensively. Yep, and the crayon eaters are gonna hear that. They might clip at eyes and be like, "Ain't no way he's finna he. Ain't no way Jokic and Tween has he crossed like KD. Zero chance of <laughs> a better offensive player. Full package. Wait, so, so I am think I, so am I, so right. am I a crayon eater if I don't like if I don't one hundred percent agree? You might be like, well, off, like well, off rip. It's it, low it depends key, on what you see. It's almost objective pretty soon, especially when when he has a title. It's gonna be really easy. Like, okay, n- n- think about it. Think about it. Let's do this mental exercise right now. You could say, okay, we'll go prime Jordan. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Right, the, the, Jordan, LeBron. The, the, four off, the four off the top of my head are Jordan, Bron, Magic, Steph. I, I oh, think you could say Jokic four. is a better offensive player than Magic because the scoring is so much better. Yeah, I, I think you could say that. Jokic is a better offensive player than Magic. Which I know is crazy because Magic is so great and stuff. And Jokic... His defensive... That's very they need to one of good defenders. That's but his defense weighs him down more because he's a big. So he's not... Obviously, you got to give Magic the respect, but if we're going peak for peak, it's not crazy to say Jokic is just a good offensive player. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I have to. <laughs> I, obviously, it's I, close. I, I, don't, close. I don't know if it's like a no-brainer the way that that you said. Obviously, like this, this is on the spot. You come back to me next week, maybe. Is top maybe, ten a no-brainer? Yeah. Oh, of course, not for you, Donovan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Maybe he's still thinking about it. Wow. So I guess I, said, I guess I, said I guess top it's five. not. I guess it's not a no-brainer because I have to. I like I want to have time to to think about it, but I don't think it's crazy to say. Think about like, this way. Think about this way. How many players have ever been a top three <laughs> passer and top three scorer at the same time? Isaac has had this entire rant written down in his journal. No, he has this, underneath this, his this bed for setup. years, this was bro. A setup. I'm, unpre- I'm unprepared. I was, think about it. This is an how ambush. many players have ever been a top three scorer and a top three playmaker? At the same I'll time? get back to you next week. LeBron James, I'll blame, I'll blame. him, LeBron, and Harden, and Harden mm-hmm. is awful in the playoffs, so he can't be up there. It's yeah, it's not not a lot of people on this list. All I'm thinking about is LeBron. We'll to be honest, I think it's, it's probably it's Jordan, LeBron, Steph, Jokic. Hmm. Whatever order, yeah, that's the top tier. We'll I think you that's can fair debate the order all you want. Be with you. In terms of yeah, playing it's, it's ball crazy. in the basket and being able to just have defenses constantly on their feet and bending and warping defenses and having each and every defense in hell, like, I think yeah. you're, that's very fair. Jokic is like that, and people <laughs> have been going so hard against him. And, like, I remember I haven't seen any analytical stats or anything like that those type of people like bring up those arguments and how people are like, oh, like those are that's the only reason why Jokic is great. You're using warp and LeBron stat and blah 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 blah. blah. I like seeing yeah. the haters succumb to his greatness. Yeah, it was always so dumb. The narrative was that he's only good because advanced stats. Like a thirty point triple double is suddenly not impressive. Like those are regular ass stats, and he's incredible with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got on that side. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Yeah, man. <sighs> man, let's talk about the other team in this in this series. Real quick, I just real real quick for like just one second, I just have to go off on a minor tangent that go I have to it. start off with the with Mike Malone and the Nuggets. Shout out to him for the entire culture 
that he's created over there because of this new trend and wave that we've seen in the NBA with all these coaches being fired, Monty Williams, Coach Mike Budenholzer, uh, Nick Nurse, and just all these coaches who have proven track records and now actually have won coaches of the year over the last last few years. Because of this dangerous territory we're in in the NBA, I see a lot of coaches having a lot shorter of a leash. And because of that, the culture, it looks like a lot of teams aren't valuing like culture being allowed to be built. And mm-hmm. in my mind, if we're in this where if we're in this space currently with all these front offices, Eric Spolstra back in 2011, if he would have done something, <laughs> if LeBron would have did what he did back then in this age, Eric Spolstra wouldn't be a coach anymore. And that's egregious to think about, you know? And I just yeah. have a lot of interesting thoughts about these front offices just being willing to tie, just to end ties with these coaches so fast. I think they're shooting themselves in the foot long run. You know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like the wonderful topic for a Mojo99 YouTube video. <laughs> maybe actually you're right i gotta write that shit on my board subscribe <laughs> to the personal channel but you're right we're in a weird space for coaching right now and the fact that malone and spolcher are gonna be the final two is going to be showing a lot for the value of continuity and culture like you're saying the nba playoffs are here so that means that you should get in on the action with underdog fantasy the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports online you can play on the app or you can play online and all you have to do is hit higher or lower on your favorite or least favorite players entries for the night And if you get up to five correct stats on one entry, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night of hoops. Now, listen, there's a game a night. You can make an entry every single night. And if you sign up today with promo code TD3, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, which is free money to keep making more winning entries. So, again, sign up today with promo code TD3 and get playing with Underdog Fantasy tonight. Let's do what we alluded to. Move on to the other team in this conference finals. The one that got absolutely butt blasted, the Los Angeles Lakers. But blasted is a crazy Finally. term. I got to write that down in my That's bag. Wild. Where's my pen and paper? <laughs> Holy shit. I got a lot of these euphemisms out there. Donovan's heard them. Uh, oh, God. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, man. The Los Angeles Lakers. Tonight is a eulogy for their season. They, as you guys know, lost in four, got destroyed by the Denver Nuggets. Well, I shouldn't even say destroyed because every game was close, but the Nuggets were just better and pulled out every single game. That was the so greatest was, sweep I've seen in my life. I was off the edge of the seat every game. Yeah, man, it was four straight close games that the Nuggets came out on top of. So, mm-hmm. question to you guys. What is your overall feeling about this Lakers season? Um. Okay, so there's two sides of it. I think one, on one side, if you look at it from start to finish, it is a disappointment because I think... I, I yes, even even though that, that they made the, the Western Conference Finals, I think it's a disappointment because they spent a lot of time in the beginning of the season wasting it with the roster that they had put together, doing moves that basically everybody had said coming into the season, you need to get rid of, of Russell Westbrook. You need to put shooters around LeBron James. And you waited too far into the season. Had had LeBron and AD running running man minutes, putting a lot of pressure on them, you could have had a lot more continuity going into the playoffs. Obviously, you still got here, but I think that I think that things could have been a little bit better for them at the start of the season. And so maybe maybe they could have been in a position where they didn't have to, uh, where they could have had like home court advantage in a in a situation, right? Like things. I, I feel like from start to finish, th- there was a lot of drama. There was a lot of up and downs. It was very, very rocky for the Lakers. However, I, for I for one, I know a lot of other people, did not expect the Lakers to make it this far. 
Um, I I thought that they were gonna lose in in the first round initially. Changed it after game one, but like everything post All Star break is a is a complete success, right? Like yeah. to every if you're looking at it from from that standpoint, for them to be able to make the run initially to get into the playoffs, into the play in, that's great. You beat the you beat the Warriors in six when everybody was saying that the Warriors were gonna win. You play the Nuggets semi close, like that's cool. Right, you made to the to the conference finals. It as a as a Lakers fan, I can understand why you would have hope after the season. I don't think <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that you should, but I understand why you see it, why you could oh see it that God. way. But I love this man. <laughs> I'll, listen, I'll, I'll I'll get to it. I feel like my boys. We've are never very once had a Lakers conversation where Donovan doesn't doubt them in any yeah, capacity. He's just always just always got something bad to say. <laughs> what about you, Mo? What's your what's your final takeaway for this Lakers season? I completely disagree with Donovan. I think this season was a massive success. They're fucking twenty five and twenty seven. I think towards the at uh, I think they're twenty five and twenty seven by the time they made that trade. I believe at the top of my head, and then they finished. Yeah. With like, and well, they're one of the five best teams in the league, I believe, off the top of my head. Once they like fully implemented mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell, Van Doe, and all them boys, and so at the start of the season, like going through all these injuries, LeBron out, ADL, AD playing like Jesus Christ, LeBron like moving different towards the beginning of the season and then just with all the lows, the highs and lows, I think everybody fully understood that this was a cooked product. And there's nothing to root about or have any real, like, any real, like, optimism for whatsoever. For what? They don't deserve it. But um, fighting so hard and making it through the first... First off, they're a playing team. I feel feel like that happened so long ago. It was just earlier this month or sometime in April where me, Isaac, and Josh S. were watching the most egregious basketball played ever. It felt like a a junior varsity high school game, bro. It was nasty. LeBron was fighting for his life against Torian Prince, bro. Torian Prince was hooping his (laughs) ass off. Nas Reed was giving them the business. And that boy liked that, but God, it shouldn't shouldn't be like that. And so for them to fight so hard... To get to this point, like this season is nothing but a magic success. But at the same time, like because of the magic success and all the players like Austin Reeves and whatnot, like I don't know how they can continue to build upon this. That's going to be very tricky. Okay. Yeah. As a Lakers fan, obviously, I'll drink some water real quick. I was sad when they got swept. For sure. It didn't feel great. I was, I had kind of told myself. Not to get too excited about this team, but a little bit about me thought they could make a run. You know, going to the series, I was like, it's not impossible to beat the Nuggets. Like, they have some matchup advantages. Didn't end up being the case, mostly because LeBron didn't look like LeBron. But once I took a step back and got over the sadness of the fact that season's over, this season was a resounding success. You Nothing really to be upset about. In the day, they lost to the best team in the NBA by far. The team that's going to win the championship. We're going to look back in a few months and be like, it's no sore spot in anybody's resume to lose to the Denver Nuggets. Everybody's going to lose to the Denver Nuggets. <coughs> and outside of that, when we talk about the season totality, Donovan said they wasted too much time being bad to start the year. I don't think they had a choice. You know, like, if they could have made a good deal to start the season to get rid of Russ before the season started, they would have. There just wasn't a good deal out there. The market didn't offer that possibility. So they started 2-10. and 10. Like, they're 2-10 and 10 to start the season and to then make the Western Conference Finals. Ass. Incredible incredible and like you said they wasted time and they could have been better 
they got 10 games under 500 in the first 15 game stretch. That's where the the pit was dug. After that, they kind of they got back to being 500 almost when they traded Russ. So they didn't lose a lot of ground that time. Where if even if you would argue they should have made the trade in like December. So regardless, the best deal was going to be there at the trade deadline. They made it. And as a Lakers fan who wanted Russ gone, they made it when they could have. And the deals they made were incredible, Phenomenal. right? It led to the Western Conference Finals. They got young role players who fit around LeBron and AD perfectly. They let Austin Reeves breathe and thrive because he doesn't have to give up touches to Russell Westbrook anymore. He came into his own as a playmaker. Rui, they got for fucking free for two first round, for two second round picks. He looks like he's going to be an addition that's going to be with this team for a long time. Vando had some regular season contributions. Dilo came clutch against the Grizzlies. Like, I don't see any reason to be upset with anything. The real thing to talk about is that it's highly unfortunate that LeBron hurt his foot before the playoffs started. So we couldn't see early season LeBron in the playoffs. We're all talking about how washy he looks. A lot of people were saying like his days as a dominant player behind him. He was playing with a torn ligament in his foot. I think it'll be better next year. So with that in mind, another year to gel with the team chemistry wise. They're going to keep Reeves, keep Rui. I see a lot of reason to be hopeful for next year. They got to throw gonna, a bag at Reeves though. Seriously. They can match anything they want. They're, no matter what, they're going to they're gonna match him. He's a restricted free agent. So going to next year, you're going to have a healthy LeBron who's a year older though, but we'll see how that goes. AD's going to be AD. He's going to be the 10th to 15th best player in the league, whatever it is. Have his regular inconsistencies. That's fine. Reasons to continue to blossom into their secondary playmaker. Rui's going to be their starting three. They're going to have more role players because so they have a full mid-level exception to bring in somebody solid. Maybe they make a Kyrie move. Who knows? I, I don't see any reason to be upset as a Lakers fan. Okay, before before I... Shit on him, Donovan. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> not yet, not yet. But, but before, <laughs> before I go into it, I need to know in which world we're going to be operating in. Will Kyrie Irving be on the Lakers next year? Honestly, I think it's probably like a... No, more than likely not. Let's assume he stays with Boston with the Mavs because they can't afford to lose him. So they're going to offer him a fat-ass contract that they're going to regret, mm-hmm. but they're going to keep him. Okay. The Lakers, no Kyrie next year. I think that for the Lakers to win a championship, I honestly think that this was their best... Like, I, I don't... I don't think that they are going to be in the championship winning business for the rest of LeBron's career out there. Um, they can they can certainly make make a couple runs, but in terms of like getting to the getting to the finals, winning championships, I don't think that's that's in the cards. And the the one reason that I don't is because of LeBron and AD. And we said, or at least I did, I'm not picking the Lakers to win a championship. I'm not picking them to go far because I don't trust LeBron and AD to stay healthy for two straight months, right? And here we go again. They they couldn't do it. And even though the AD stayed healthy, LeBron did. LeBron's going to be 39 years old next year. He has not played a lot of games over the last three, four years. Anthony Davis has not played a lot of games. And this was one of the rare times in the last what four years that Anthony Davis has been able to stay healthy for an entire playoff uh, playoff run. I think that's a major, I think that that's a major concern for the Lakers. And so like, and you say it's okay that Anthony Davis is like, like he's going to have his inconsistencies. We rattled off the inconsistencies that he had this, this, this run. And it's, it's, it would be something different if it was like, okay, like he's going to have like one bad game every, every series, like he's going to have a stinker offensively at least because defensively I'm not going to say anything about his defense 
otherworldly, right? Yeah. Offensively, though, as the number two option, literally every other game, he was he was he was he was terrible, and it's like. I don't think that that is a sustainable model for your second best player to be that inconsistent when your best player is also probably going to be fighting through some through some injuries. Yeah, I get that. I just I don't feel the need to harp on it because twenty twenty eighty isn't walking through those doors. It's who he is now. He's not the top five player he once was. He lost. He's not aging incredibly well. He's lost the step of athleticism because he's put on weight. He's not as quick as he once was. Not as high flying. The jump shot fell off a cliff for no reason. That has made him not a consistent scorer anymore, and it is what it is. That's why he's like the twelfth best player in the world instead of the fifth. So I don't even feel need to harp on him for it. it, it yeah. I don't. I don't feel like it. But that's the thing. It's not like it's not harping on it. But it's 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 the it's a reason. Like it's a it's a serious flaw. That no, I get that. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a, that's yeah. a that's a real thing that Anthony Davis and that the Lakers have to now game plan and scheme around that this that your second best player is probably going to score ten points every other night in a playoff series. And so, like, if you're if if AD is going to give them two games every series, and now you like have to now you have to figure out, okay, like, is Rui Hachimura is like, is he going to be the same Rui, or is he going to be the guy that we saw in Washington for for six years? Like, this the runs that they got this year felt very best case scenario from the other guys, right? Minus though, minus D'Lo, minus yeah, but that's a big minus, right? D'Lo was unplayable, Vanderbilt was unplayable. Well, he's that D'Lo's actually like. That's who he is. Like he's every every play every playoff run that he has, he has had yeah. these series where he's played for the other team, right? Oh my so, god! So like so like Ru, Rui over. I think Rui overperformed. I think Reeves is like on the on the way up. Like Reeves is like actually yeah, Reeves is legit. Yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a lot of ifs with the Lakers, and a lot of and a lot of the ifs, at least at the top, are are the guys going to be there? And I don't think that yeah. I can trust that. And I think that that's a serious concern. So that's why I'm not That's why I'm not confident in them winning championships after this. For sure. Yeah, and, but nobody is. <sighs> nobody like that's positive is saying they're going to be a championship favorite next year. That's like not the standard they're up to not, right now. Not fav- even, even, not, even not favorite. Even teams, but like... even going to be a three to you, five seed. You, okay, so five seed. So if they don't win any more no, championships... No, that's low. They're going to be three or four seed if they're healthy. If they don't win any more championships in the LeBron AD era, would you be upset? I mean, that's a weird question because I'm a Lakers fan. Like, yeah, I'll be upset, but like, will I be surprised? No. I think the standard I'm saying that me and everybody else is hopeful for them is that they're going to be in the mix. Like, they're going to be a contender that is the third through fifth best team in the West, something in that range. They can <clears throat> beat the Grizzlies, beat the Warriors. There's not a lot of juggernauts coming in next year. Like, the Nuggets are still going to be the Nuggets. The Clippers are still going to be consistent. The Grizzlies are still going to be young. The Warriors ah, are falling off. I mean, you the say Kings that, the Kings. but there's. There, I feel like there's going to be a lot of shifting because who knows what's going to happen with the Boston series. I feel like Jalen Brown's a key factor mm-hmm. and all that. But regardless of the fact, I Listen, agree okay, with you. OKC's coming next year. Okay, Next year's not their year. Next year's not their year to contend, but I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They're they're coming, but they don't really move me personally. I'm a believer in Josh Giddy, though. Shout out to him. But oh, no, I feel I, like I am moved. Two more years, <laughs> it'll be their time. I am moved. I am not moved. Dalen Williams moves me though. But anyways, y- year three Chet is when they're gonna be for real. Ooh, I forgot about Chet. I forget even he yeah. listed, bro. These offseason pods are gonna hit. I fucking love. Ah, God. Anyways, um, I feel like now that now the Lakers have, they see the recipe, they see the vision, they see that they need to keep this youth that they have and continue to build on it. And I feel like 
although like AD, LeBron, they're they're gonna be in and out consistently throughout the lineup, potentially, possibly, who knows? That's the reality you're gonna have to face, and all you can do is just continue to optimize and move with your best foot forward. And if they reassign Austin Reeves like they 110% should, uh, hopefully re- retain Lonnie Walker. He might be gone. Who knows? Who knows the case may be. But if not, find your Malik Monk, Lonnie Walker 3.0. Go ahead. Like find De- DeAndre Russell. He need to kick rocks. He he needs to be banned <laughs> from that facility. Um, but continue to build on these little things. Keep Dennis Schroeder because he's a good, great and in- grind guard. I think they're in a great spot overall, bro. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, they're not going to be the, the Denver Nuggets. I don't know who the number two t- team is going to be out there next year, but like they're going to be solidly in the mix. And if if early season LeBron is back next year and he doesn't have his foot injury and he can look like we can get another good injury luck season from them, they have as good a chance as most teams. And that's all it's going to be. Like you said, the days of them being the runaway favorites are behind us. Like that's just not going to be the reality unless they go out and get Kyrie and somehow build a perfect team around them. Then maybe we can get there. And maybe you could argue that since you don't feel good about AD being your go-to scorer anymore, maybe that motivates you to go try to get Kyrie because maybe you feel like you have to have that star power now. I would understand that. But yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of expectations. I don't expect the highest of highs from them. Okay, cool. Yeah. Listen, listen. as long as we're not going in, into next season expecting the Lakers to be like, to... To be like, okay, well, they made the Western Conference Finals last year, so like, we're gonna we're gonna build off of that, and we're gonna get to the finals. That I think is is naive and childish to do. <laughs> but see, I don't think it's naive to think they can make it to the Conference Finals again. At that point, everybody, you have a puncher chance. Like, who who knows? I don't think it's naive to think it's possible. It would be naive to pick them as like the favorites to make the finals. Then yeah, but to think that like they could be in the mix to do the same thing they did this year, and at that point potentially get by depending on the matchup. I don't think that's naive at all. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. But again, I'm not predicting it, just saying they have a chance. I think that's a very different thing. I, yeah. I Listen, mathematically, you're correct. Like, if, if, we're, <laughs> if we're actually, like, talking... Because they're going to have to play the Nuggets sometime next year, right? Unless... Like something crazy happens, like you know, like like what happened to the to the Bucks this year. And you never know, right? Like, that's that's the point. You never know what happens injury wise to every team in the league. So that's why you be in the mix is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Cards break in weird ways in the NBA. Hey, okay, Facts. listen. However, whenever we make our predictions, we never predict stuff like, oh yeah, well this person's get this person is gonna get hurt, so then they'll face them and they'll for sure for sure. Every every prediction is always barring injury. So I'm saying, barring injury. I think it is it is naive to think that the Lakers actually have a chance at making the finals next year. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to say you should predict it. I'm just saying, like, that's why I'm saying there's value into being in the mix as a fan because mm-hmm. all you can do is, if you're a team that's not going to be the favorite in the conference, try to be in that mix, three to five range or whatever it is, and then hope things break your way. Some team gets lucky every now and then. The Heat made the finals two years ago because Giannis got hurt in the beginning of the bubble and the Bucks got swatted. And things broke their way, even though they weren't supposed to be the one seed or anything like that. You know, you never know what things are gonna break. Exactly. Who was the one seed that year? Was it the Actually, Bucks in twenty? No, no. I have no, no idea. No, it was them. I'm saying it was them, but they weren't supposed to be going to the season. But all they did was load up and be talented, and it worked out for them that year. They were the one seed, but weren't predicted to be the conference uh, championships at all. That's how it went. Or was it no? Was yeah, the one I, seed the year after that? They, I, think they were, right. they were, I think you're right. They were the one seed last year. Wait, he was the one seed last year? No way. Yeah. 
No, I think it was two years ago. I'm who knows, man. The Heat are just the fucking Heat. They're perpetually <laughs> they're around. They're just around, bro. That's let's it. transition. That's a perfect opportunity. Let's talk about the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Because this game was two disgusting. days ago. We thought this conversation was gonna be easy. The Celtics had gone down 3-0. It looked like the Heat were gonna trance their way through them and go straight into the finals. But now the Boston Celtics have won two straight games and currently trail the Heat three to two. In there's a lot of chatter fashion. right now. A lot yeah. of chatter right now about potentially seeing the first 3-0 comeback in NBA history. I Everyone's like saying, if, if you're ever going to see it, this would be the circumstance. Relax, relax, relax. Else? Relax, relax, relax. <laughs> if relax, there was relax, any relax, team relax. to do that, uh, we have to be real, it'll probably be this team. But while I say that, Donovan did give me some very interesting information, and that is causing me to hold my horses. what I said? Now, oh, you told me that uh, I'm going to let you speak on your business first. I don't want to go ahead and give out your give out your bag. But regards to the facts. I forgot what I like, said. Them- <laughs> I just be talking sometimes. <laughs> uh, th- bro, this team whooped the Heat's ass. Now, yes, the Heat, Miami wasn't fully healthy. Gabe Vincent, whatever. But still, regards to the fact, like, Gabe Vincent or not, they did it with, with Gabe Vincent playing in Miami. They whooped their ass, bro. And they actually played normal Celtics basketball. Now, still, like, I have, like, my concerns. I've seen too many just, like, what the hell was that type turnovers from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as usual, which is like <laughs> natural with how their play style is. But uh, if there's, if there's going to be a time to do it, like it may be this time. Do you guys actually think that the Celtics will go ahead and upset Miami heat? I'm never going to predict the first three will come back in history until it happens. Like it's, there's a reason it never happens. Mathematically, it's incredibly difficult. Would I be incredibly shocked if it happened? I guess not really. It's a 2-8, uh, 3-0 lead. Like, if it's, like you said, if it was ever going to happen, it would be this time. But I'm not going to predict it. I mean, it's hard to win four in a row when you're outmatched for the first three. If the Celtics win game six, I'm probably... I'm, if they win game six, I'm probably going to pick them to win, oh, for sure. to, to win to win game seven. Like, then game game six is obviously the, the key. Um, but... But no, right now, I think Miami wins in six. I, I thought that Miami would win in six before the series. So I think that they go back to the crib. They um they they get it done. Because even though that, that like Boston, they went and they had a really good game by their standards, Miami also had a lot of things, not not even like not go their way, but they also did a lot of uncharacteristic things tonight that, that kind of set them up for failure. I think when you go back home and you kind of get a chance to, to catch your breath and they'll be on the flight back, they're gonna be fine in Game Six. I don't. I don't think that there's anything to to worry about. The one thing, like, they have to get something out of Kyle Lowry if Game Vincent isn't gonna be there. Like, if if I was if I was the Heat, right? We're recording this Thursday night. Direct deposits normally hit on Friday. Kyle Lowry, you don't get a game check for you don't, you don't get that, right? Like Kyle Lowry, uh. Kyle Lowry had played 28 minutes. Have five points as a point as the point guard, the only point guard, and have five points, two of eight from the field. You Damn. sir, you sir, get no check, right? <laughs> Bam Adebayo was on his way to not getting a, a game check. He turned up in the third quarter a little bit, but like, <laughs> I, I think that like the the Heat they lost the first quarter in convincing fashion. Boston, everything they they threw up went in. After that, they really they held their own. And every quarter was was decided by like one point, one points, two points. Obviously, that's going to be the difference in the game and playoff and playoff games. But it's like if you can survive, or if you can just not have the Celtics shoot sixty percent from three in the first quarter, 
you're going to be okay. They can play with these guys, even though that they're down, um, even though that they're down Vincent. Like, they're they're going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know. Being down Vincent means a lot. Just because they're already down Hero. Now they're down Vincent. That's two starters. There's a lot of Hayward Highsmith minutes now. They just don't have a lot of bodies. And I don't know the status of Vincent's injury. It kind of came out last second earlier today that he was out. Mm. If he misses like the rest of the series, it's getting scary just because the depth is, is not there anymore. And the reason yeah. they went up 3-0, which all credit to the Heat for whooping the Celtics' ass and the Celtics falling apart those first three games, a lot of it was shooting variants. Caleb Martin became a sharpshooter, shooting 50% from three for the first few games. Same with Gabe Vincent. They have to be incredibly hot to beat the Celtics team. Like this Celtics Same team with everybody all year. across the board. The Celtics have yeah. to be incredibly hot to beat the Heat because this is this is how they play. Like this, this, They play with a volume three-point game. They shot. Yeah, they, yeah, t- yeah. they took 45 threes tonight. They made 18. They shot 40% from three. If they take... If they either take the same amount and make, let's say, like 35% as a team, or if they decide, hey, we're only going to take 30 tonight, we've seen that whenever they don't take a lot of threes, then they, then they don't win. So it's like they have to see? They have to shoot 40% to win. See, but they don't, they don't have to shoot 40%. They have to take a lot. It's a volume game for them. They have to make sure they're doing going through the process and getting their looks and getting to them frequently. If they shoot them all at an average clip, they're probably going to win. The math is there, and they have to go two wings in the fourth quarter to close it out. The other, <laughs> on the other hand, the Heat. Okay, <laughs> I, they're supposed to, right? But it's about, it's about volume for in them. In theory, but on the Heat, it's not about that. It's about incons- You can you can't you can rely on volume. You cannot rely on efficiency. You cannot rely on Caleb Martin shooting fifty percent from three for three games straight. You cannot rely on Gabe Davis becoming fucking. I'm Gabe Vincent. Becoming fucking Steph Curry for three days. Like, that is extremely inconsistent. And you have to hope it happens again. Or you have to hope the Celtics fall apart, which is always possible. It's... Listen, like I said, I would not be surprised if the Celtics come back. But I'm going to give the Heat the benefit of the doubt. We also need another Jimmy Butler Superman game. It's been a little while. He's kind of cooled down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think he put up like 14 points or something like that today. Yeah. He's been really quiet. and uh... We let him slide a lot. Yeah, exactly. And I think times like this, being the underdog, this is where it heavily pays off because you escape a lot of slander because nobody's going to put these top dog type of um, expectations on you. But now I Please. think... I have. Yeah, Actually, no. Now I, I think it's time that changes. He, he had 29 tonight. Actually, no, mind, that was no. Never mind, never mind. That was two nights ago. Look at the wrong. No, game. tonight, tonight was in, tonight was not a great game from from Jimmy Butler. It was. I lied. I lied. That was two games ago. It was. It was honestly, and let me see, because Basketball Reference is actually messed up in this. Yeah, but it's like, out, it hasn't hasn't updated yet. Yeah, but so Jimmy Butler to tonight, and this is the worst part about his game is that he only took ten shots. That's yes. that's that's the worst part about tonight. Gabe Vincent goes out immediately. Jimmy Butler has to has to say to to himself, and I 100% that the Heat would empower him to do so. I'm taking 30 shots tonight, right? Like I'm not I'm not letting this game come down to 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 Bam getting shots, Max Struess, right, Duncan Robinson. The game shouldn't be on them to be driving the offense. Everything has to be created and initiated by Jimmy because that's 100%. Yeah, that's how they've gotten here. And if Gabe is down, you have to take more onus. 10 shots is is unacceptable. It's also not that simple, though, because, this, you know, the Celtics weren't letting him shoot, right? Like, it goes both ways. With one less creator out there, one more offensive liability and Hayward Highsmith out there, the Celtics just trapped the shit out of him every time he touched the ball. Yeah. 
Robert yeah. Williams was giving him fits, doubling him on screens. He blocked a three-point shot of his at one point. Hmm. Like the Celtics have just done a way better job defensively eliminating the uh, the go-to methods of the Heat, and it gets that that much easier when Jimmy Butler has one less creator next to him. Jim, yeah, what, absolutely. What, wait, wait, Gomo. No, yeah, I was just, I was just about to double down on what Isaac said. When you, I don't want to say the game looks completely different with. Out another person who can be a potential threat or be a threat to the defense with the ball in their hands, but that's what it is with the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. And so, with Jimmy Butler's nature too, he's a willing passer and a willing playmaker. Although he will get his his shit off, but when you're just consistently like throwing multiple big ass bodies at him and collapsing on him on a consistent basis, the floor just gets so much smaller, and Jimmy's not gonna like force an egregious shot. That's just not who he is and what's in his DNA. He's kicking out to whatever that dude's name was, Heiser, whatever his name was. <laughs> Haywood Heisman. Yeah. He has two last names. Yeah, I know. I was I was confused. I was like, I don't even know what to call him, bro. <laughs> we, Haywood. We've seen Jimmy in this series and, and in these playoffs with, with tough defense at least get shots up, right? Like Caleb Martin took, took more shots than him. Bam took more shots than him. Duncan Robinson took the same amount of shots from him. And listen, shout, shout out to Duncan though. He was he was he, he was hooping tonight. But for Jimmy, at least early early on too, because the Celtics were the Celtics were running up and down the floor. They were getting whatever they wanted in transition. They were getting a lot of, of wide open threes that way. And I think that Miami should have they probably should have tried to to slow them down a little bit earlier. But I, but like Jimmy has to be able to get to his spots quicker and there were there were a lot of actions that Miami ran where they were able to get him onto the baseline where he likes it they were able to get him matched up you saw him hunting Derek White a lot and he didn't do a a good job tonight being as aggressive as he should be and I know that that like I I know that that you're saying that you know that Boston threw a lot at him Jimmy's also good enough to to overcome a lot of that and at least put up some stuff. I just think that it's a it's bad to not shoot. And from from your from your number one guy to be outshot by by three other guys by two or three other guys. Like Hayward Highsmith took nine shots and Jimmy Butler took ten. <laughs> like what are we doing? But that's yeah. for a reason. Because <laughs> there's one guy that two bodies on him, one guy that has zero. That's how it goes. Like they yeah. tried they their goal was to take what was given to them and beat him that way, and it didn't work out. But I have faith in Spolstra coming back with some adjustments to that for the next game and finding ways to not let them do that. Which, That's I mean, the easiest way would be Vincent to be healthy so you don't have to fucking play Hayward Highsmith, but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. exactly. One thing I forgot to talk about, we can move on from the series because we'll, we'll see how it goes, right? At this point, we're in a waiting game to see, are the Celtics going to come out and create history or are we going to get the Heat facing the Nuggets in the finals? Too soon to say. But one thing I want to talk about real quick, we forgot to mention... LeBron James talking about potentially retiring this summer. Cap. This man <laughs> is one of the greatest of all times when it comes to just starting a whole bunch of drama for nothing. I love it. He's a genius. I don't think it's for nothing. I see what you're saying. It's for nothing. Everybody keeps saying that. You're not leaving. Hey, come on. You're not leaving. Your son's <laughs> just signed a USC. You're not leaving. <laughs> Listen, everybody's quick to say that, oh, it's a calculated media thing. He wants to do leverage against the Lakers. I don't really think it's any of that. I think it was an old man who was frustrated. He was upset that he got swept. He's too good to be getting swept. He had dragging his body through the past few months playing injured. And he's very emotional. And they asked him on the moment, 
what you think about this. Every other old player ever. The last seven years of Tom Brady's career, we're asking him about his potential retirement, and he's saying, oh, you know, I got to think about it. It's just crazy to us that LeBron took until year 20 to finally say he's thinking about it. All these old motherfuckers think about it for a few years before they retire. I think it's completely rational and completely honest of him, but we all know he's not going to really get retire. The only thing that really scared me about that whole entire thing, press conference that he had, was like when he mentioned how he always wanted to play with his son, Bronny James, but he was like, yeah, well, some that may not be Bronny's goal or aspiration. And I was like, wow. Sounds like a good dad right there. He's, he's been <laughs> pile driving that entire narrative. Yeah, I want to play with my son anywhere my go, my son go. I want to go ahead and play with him. But he sounds like say, hearing that put me into a it put it made me sit back and actually like see LeBron's career and like what obviously what he's done and if it's like worth continuously putting his body in line and shit like that just to like play with his son. I don't know, Mo. You need to keep your mic in front of your mouth. <laughs> 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 no, you're right. Yeah, yeah I was moving a lot. You're right. He probably didn't say that for no reason, right? He probably heard from Ronnie that maybe he could tell he got the vibe that he's not as interested in that. So yeah, maybe that's yeah. He, he, he didn't pull that out of his ass, right? Like, there has to be a reason he feels that way. Yeah, that was real sentimental. Yeah, what he said, and I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny how nobody thinks this is even close to truth that he might retire. Like nobody buys it for whatever reason. Listen, if he was actually now, I would say if he was actually serious about about playing with Bronny. He should take. He should take next year off. Just make sure that nothing crazy happens. He should. He should just sit out. Just sit out. Be courtside at all of the the USC games, and just live life. That's that. If he will say that, I feel like it's kind of difficult to take a year off of NBA routines and try to just get back into it. Like that's probably harder than you would think. Like to just get out of that mode and mentally get back into it, especially when you're old and you already have to like gear up for like, oh, here's another fucking season. Like. To have a year of that, it's probably pretty hard to get back into that. I mean, but if he's playing with his son, he'll probably be hyped. So it's like that, that'll, <laughs> that'll probably give him that little adrenaline shot that he needs. He'll be going through the motions? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I guess there's not much to say here because everybody's like, oh, calf. But I don't think it's terribly surprising. And I think it's very natural and honest of him to talk about his basketball mortality in that way. Because, like, yeah, exactly. clearly he's at the point of his career where he's starting to think about it, right? He needs to stop lying to us. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> stop capping. I don't think he's oh. lying. Yeah, but he didn't he, say he, retiring. He said, "I gotta think about things." He has a lot to think about every summer. Lying or not, this has to make Rob Palinka and all them boys and girls in Lakers front office start to think like we gotta like put all the chips in right now because it's quite literally, literally now or never. Like, do you really wanna? Do you really wanna like bank another year of picks or whatever? In hopes and aspirations for a forty-year-old LeBron and like a no. I don't know thirty-one <laughs> or thirty-two-year-old AD finally being healthy again, like hell no. no, it's now or never. They're not. They're not going to do it. They're, they're not going to do it. They had opportunities last summer to do that, and they understood like, hey, LeBron's not going to be here in five years. Like we're not going to we're not going to mortgage the future in order to do that. I don't think it's that. They just traded twenty twenty-seven to get rid of Russ. I think it's just the deals that are available. Like it would not be. They can trade twenty twenty-nine. I think they're probably going to do that. 29. <laughs> yeah, that's the next uh, pick that available. No, no, I, I understand that. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they have like another, I feel like the deals that they made at the deadline, while they were able to get them with great value, um, I don't, I think like that was their all in move and they should probably be preparing for the end of the LeBron era 
and probably try to and like set themselves up so they're not out here trying to rebuild like the Brooklyn Nets who are in a hole <laughs> every every ten years. They're, pro- they're yeah, probably trying they're, to do something similar. Bad. Yeah, but the thing is though, they can also if they combine Michael uh, Malik Beasley and um, who who was it in the salary matching situation? I think it's Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Their cap holds together with the first round pick. They can get to like twenty seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. So. They could make a sizable trade if something's out there. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see, man. That's that's a topic for another day. You know what topic is for right now? TikTok time. That's exactly what I've been waiting for. (laughs) Yeah, time to get the stuff everybody's here for. Get these short segments out there. Yeah, as always, we're gonna start with a draft. We've done a few drafts now where. We limit it to team-related drafts. So, like, we drafted Warriors, we drafted Lakers, Celtics. I think there's only three done so far. Today, we're going to do a draft of only players who played for the Knicks. Yes, sir. So, we're, here, we're not we're drafting here. the Knicks version of them. We're drafting the prime version of any player who played there for even a second. It could have been a 10-day contract, and it counts. <laughs> okay, bet. What draft did we do last time? We did... We uh, did the 2010s. 2010s draft. I went... Who went first? Mo and picked Giannis? Yeah. I do. I literally yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, Mo got Mo got Giannis, and I think I got Jokic. Yes, yeah, so you went second. Okay, so it's you first, me second, Mo third. Fuck. So okay, there we go. <clears throat> Let's draft NBA lineups with only players who played for the Knicks. Everybody in their prime. Listen, I don't. I don't care who's in their prime. Give me, give me Carmelo Anthony. Give me Carmelo. <laughs> I knew you were going. Give the me Carmelo. Specs. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad you did that. Give me Patrick Ewing. You got that. Nice. You got Patrick Ewing. Give me Derrick Rose. I need oh, that's a good pick. I was hoping he fell to me. <laughs> yeah, so I got Derrick Rose. And then along Derrick Rose, give me Amari Stoudemire. Oh, okay. It's a nasty pick and roll. Yeah, I need it. Hmm. Okay. There's a lot of guards here, but I'm just going to get this guy early just to make sure I have him. I have my point guard situation finished. Jason Kidd. Okay, nice. that's, that's good. I will take Tracy McGrady with my second pick. He played for the Knicks. He I don't was even, a oh. Nick. Damn. Yep. I'll take. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take Tracy McGrady. Yeah, that man an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's see. Do I want to go with my big next? Nah. All right. We're we're going size. Give me Penny Hardaway. It's a good pick. Damn, you're in your bag right now. This guy isn't the best player here, but there's not a lot of wings available, so I'm going to reach. Give me Ron Artest. Okay. Okay, I saw that. Okay. I saw that coming. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. So, I got D-Rose, Amari Stoudemire. This is kind of thin, but give me Christoph Porzingis. Fuck, I was going to pick him next. You took two I of my face. <laughs> Damn. I'm here to tear your life down, Isaac. Um, Fuck. And that's it. And then that's it. That's it for me. Well, no, he's back to back. Oh, you're three. Oh. oh, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. So I got yeah. Okay, cool. So I got Christos Rosinius, D Rose, Amari Stoudemire. Why am I blanking right now? Yeah. Okay. D Rose, Amari Stoudemire. So I need a three, and then I also need a fucking two. Who are some of the... Give me... Just for the vibes. Give me J.R. Smith. I need to respect <laughs> okay. that. Give me That's J.R. a crazy Smith. pick. 
It's a crazy yeah. pick. It's Timmy Bernard pick. King is my two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, who'd you take? I said Me? Bernard King. Okay, okay. J.R. No, Smith. I got <laughs> All right, got it. It feels so nasty saying that. <laughs> All right, we're gonna fill out. We're gonna fill out the four and the five right now. At my four, give me Rasheed Wallace. And at my five, give me Dikembe oh. Mutombo. Oh, okay. No, Mutombo played for the Knicks. Everybody played yeah. for the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Listen, this is a weird pick, but I'm going fit. I need spacing in this lineup somewhere. For my four, give me Danilo Gallinari. Okay. okay. He got buckets. I like that. Sometimes. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> okay. Sometimes. So, <laughs> <laughs> when he's healthy. All right, cool. So to round this off, I need a three. Bro, I don't know why I'm scratching so much. What the fuck? I need P- a three. Pick RJ Barrett. Who? Ugh. RJ Barrett. <laughs> I almost threw up. I almost threw up. Jimmer Fredette is still on the board. Yeah, Jimmer Fredette is still on the board. Can I interest you in Julius Randle? No. Ew. God, that's gross. <laughs> Would right. you like Andrea Bargnani? I'd rather have Pablo Brigioni. <laughs> uh, hey, th- that's okay. his pick. Write it down. Write it down. That's his pick. Listen. No, it's Steve not. Novak. <laughs> no, it's not. Damn, yo, I'm blanking right now. What the fuck? Discount double check? also, no. The hell, man. And also my Josh computer. Hart. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Listen, Chris you know Duhon what? is Screw right it. there. No, nah, screw it. Whatever. Give me. JJ. No, he, he, he doesn't have a thought. He That's just what I'm tries saying. to like. That's what I'm yeah, no, get, I, yeah, exactly. All right. Get, get, lob me some names. Lob me some random names. Jerry Jeffries. Who the <laughs> hell is that? I thought you said Jared Jack hey, man, for a quickly. second, too. <laughs> Listen. Screw it. Give me, give me Emmanuel Cookie. Whatever. My oh, laptop is cooked. Selling. Yeah, I know. My laptop is cooked. You suck. You are you suck. My laptop is cooked. I have no reason. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the last pick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I started off so hot too. That kills me, bro. That's terrible. Okay, Mo, Mo, please tell us your team. Let's t- let's let's do our teams. The Mo, you go first. Why? Why? Why do you want me to tell my team? Because I need to hear it. I need to see All what right, you whatever. got. I got Derrick Rose, J.R. Smith, <laughs> Emmanuel Kikli, <laughs> Amari Stoudemire, and Chris Osprezingas. <laughs> this is the worst fucking team ever. <laughs> yeah. I started off real hot. 36 wins. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I this have is not my bag. <laughs> Jason Kidd, Bernard King, Meta World Peace, Danilo Gallinari, Patrick Ewing. All right. Your team's going to struggle to get buckets. Old ass team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have Penny Hardaway, Tracy McGrady, Carmelo Anthony, Rasheed Wallace, and Dikembe Mutombo. You did this for all of the, you did this for all the NYC crayon eaters. Donovan was in his bag. <laughs> listen, listen, that that T Mac pick is crazy. Yeah, listen, Bernard King's better than T Mac, but the comments aren't gonna know about Bernard King, so not gonna go well. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Prime T Mac. The Hezzy was different, bro. The Hezzy was different, bro. <laughs> Bernard King okay. would think that was met, that is wizardry. That's what I'm saying. Prime T Mac would jump over Bernard. King. Bernard King didn't play in the 50s. <laughs> Prime, Prime T Mac was still posterizing. Yeah, that man would. Yeah, okay. That man. That man would have thought that was voodoo being happening then, bro. Nope. <laughs> He's not Bob Cousy. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna do a tier list as always. It's always our number two TikTok these days. 
Today we're going to do a tier list of NBA signature moves. It'd be from individual players, their go-to moves. I like that. So, let's put these NBA signature moves into a tier list. <laughs> I'm going to include that. I know you were. I had to do it. First off, the looking at the hand, la fuck you three. This is about a, this is like a B. This is a B. It's fallen off very quickly. And it was it's just yeah. the stupidest move. This is the most It's much more this is the most old man move I've ever seen. Where it's like it's, it's something much that more flare than substance. <laughs> we're, we're going to one C? I wanna give this a B though, because when it works, the name you're is funny though. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll give it a B just for the name. <laughs> yeah. The name is fire. Okay. The James Harden step back three. I mean you gotta oh, give that's it an a, a. You gotta S- give it S. A? You gotta give it an S tier. This man made a career off of it. It can't be an S tier because it doesn't work in the playoffs. So you can't put <laughs> it higher than an A. That's true. In the playoffs, it, <laughs> regular season, unstoppable. Playoffs, impossible. Yeah, but simply, but remember that one time he damn near, he literally broke, basically broke Patrick Beverly's kneecaps when he crossed him back when he was oh, in that LA, was crazy. and also. Some dude, I think his name was Xavier Johnson. He, <laughs> we've never heard of him after he got crossed over back when James Harden was in his rocket days. That was Are you talking about Wesley most... Johnson. Yeah, he's talking yes, about Wesley. Wesley Johnson. There we go, Wesley. That's a disgusting okay. first name, by the way. It deserves yes. an A for the highlights. A, yeah, clear. There cool. we go. Allen Iverson crossover. That's S tier. That's an S tier. Easy S tier. He changed the crossover. Most iconic. Yep. Yep, the Simple. influence is crazy. That's easy. Yeah. No discourse needed. That, the moment he pulled it out for the first time is the moment Bob Cousy knew he didn't like the modern NBA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's easy. We need to get Bob Cousy on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. You put him in front of a screen, his brain's going to fry. <laughs> oh Next one. The Joel Embiid second round playoff loss. <laughs> that's that's disgusting. Oh that's my disgusting. God, that's disgusting. You're nasty. <laughs> Listen, it has to be S tier. It is the only unstoppable move in the history of the NBA. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not bro, wrong. You could... It's never not worked. So, like, literally, he's undefeated when it comes to that, bro. One of the greatest of all time. We've never seen nothing like it. A generational talent. Something always goes wrong. He finds a way no matter what. <laughs> and because of that. He is the man, and that's an S. <laughs> it is literally the only certainty in sports history. It has never not happened. Yeah, bro. <laughs> S tier. S. Lastly, the Dirk one leg fadeaway. Ooh, that's an S. S tier. Ooh, it's an S. S tier. S. Because only he can do it. It's that's a, a whole it's a new personal move. of the game. It's a it's a personal Facts, move. uniqueness. It, it's uh, not replicable. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. It's crazy. Nobody even tries. Like, who else even attempts that? KD tried. I mean, I see people. KD tried it a a couple times, but it's not like. Ron does it a little bit, actually, low key. But it's not like people have it in their bag. But you're right. It's it's no no one. No one keeps it in their bag routinely because it's just not their bag. They just do it for the yeah the volume for the highlights. Yeah, do it for the highlights. (laughs) Okay, so that's the tier list. Next thing we're gonna do, we're gonna do something we've done a couple times now. We're going to do a draft, but of player skills to build the perfect player. And last time we did point guards. Today, we're going to build the perfect centers. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, and oh, uh, we did only current players last time. This time we're gonna do all time. Ooh, so that well, yeah, oh, that's okay, that's okay. fair. We have to do all time. For yeah, that'd be more interesting. Yeah. So the skills are gonna be body, defense, shooting, passing, and instead of finishing, let's do post moves. Instead of finishing, let's do post moves. Okay, cool. Yeah, so body, defense, shooting, passing, post moves. Fire. And we're gonna draft those instead of positions to make the perfect player. So it's basically another draft. Okay, okay. Who went first last time? Uh, I don't think I've ever went first. I think so I did. Steph Curry shooting. I, I got Steph shooting. Uh, you, uh, uh, I went third. I remember that. I had back-to-back. Okay, so it's Mo, me, Donovan. That's the order for this. Yeah. So right. let's draft the perfect NBA centers. <clears throat> let's draft the perfect NBA centers. Hit us with it, Mo. Body? I'd be a fool not to pick Shaq. Are you kidding me? Going body first pick, okay. Give me body first pick. He's sold. First pick, I'm gonna take the biggest advantage here. Give me Jokic passing. Okay. There's no close second. That is true. Listen, eh. okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Give me Hakeem Olajuwon's post moves. Oh, I wanted his defense. Nice. Um, and then give me. I need a, I need a nice passer. You know what? Deep, uh, 2K deep cut. Give me Arvita Sabonis. Pass- Damn! <laughs> what the fuck? I can't you have shit. You destroyed your mic. You just destroyed the audio. <laughs> I can't have shit. <laughs> Give me Carl Anthony Town shooting. Kill me I mean, now. I, what I the hell? There. What can I have? This was against <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. Damn it. Back go back, ahead. This is a draft for you. Like, yeah, this is this is. Go ahead. Um, you said you got car in the town shooting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead and uh, give me. Is Chris Osprezinus considered this considered a center now? Yeah, you can have him. Yeah, give me Chris Osprezinus shooting. Okay. Say that again with some more confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he, he doesn't want that. <laughs> I, did, I, I had to double check. Question? I do want that, but I had to double check. I'm just looking. I'm I'm looking for scarcity right now. Okay. Damn. Give me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's post moves. I can't believe I let that fall to you. Yep. I'm sky hooking. Step back threes. The best passer. Oof. All right. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Give me Bill Russell's defense. And. Ooh. This uh this this one's this one's tough. This one's tough. Okay, I'll I'll go here. Give me David Robinson's body. Oh, I wanted him. Damn, That's he's nice. so fast. That's a good pick. I love that. I love that. Okay. Oh, I just realized Mo, you didn't go twice. Pick a little player now and I'll just edit it back into the right spot. Oh shit. Okay, cool. Go ahead and give me uh Joel and B's post moves. Okay, you got the power game, alright. Alright, so now I have shooting, passing, and post moves. You picked Bill Russell. Hakeem's off the board. That sucks. I need passing. You know what? Give me Dwight Howard defense. I'm that three-time defense player of the year. That's a smart move. <coughs> Coughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn again, Bo. All right, cool. So I got uh, Shaq body, Kristoff shooting, <coughs> Joel Embiid post moves. So I need someone's passing. 
direly. Go ahead. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give me... Um, He's about to sell, ladies and gentlemen. Nah. <laughs> That's a No, no, no. I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to sell this. <laughs> I'm just imagining the edit in my fucking head. <laughs> go ahead. Damn, I Misses might sell this. Go ahead six times. Pick a player. <laughs> yeah, I know. My mind is freezing. This is all time, and y'all select the players that I fucking wanted. What was the other, uh, what was the other two attributes? Bruh. Body, defense, shooting, passing, post moves. Oh, cool. That's perfect. Uh, go ahead and give me, give me Anthony Davis defense. Okay. Go back and to that And then picks. after that, I have passing left. And for passing, I'm gonna go ahead and accept. I feel like Paul Gasol threw some nasty passes in his in his heyday. So give me Paul Gasol passing. Okay. Okay. I feel I feel like you could have got the other the other brother, <clears throat> but it's all good. It's all good. I'm gonna take the steal of the draft, Wilt Chamberlain's body. Mm, that is true. I'm putting but... Wilt Chamberlain in a basket. No, yeah. no, 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 we got real team. NBA players around us. So how how real of a steal is that? <laughs> exactly. Very. All right. I need some shooting, so let's go to Splash Mountain. Oh wait. I need shooting, so let's go to Splash Mountain himself. Give me Brooke Lopez the shooting. Okay, that's a good pick for the last is, pick in the draft. Yeah, that is unorthodox. I like that. What a way to cap it off. No mid range bag at all, but you can shoot some threes. <laughs> yeah, that's all we exactly. Need. Listen, I have Hakeem, Hakeem's post moves and Brooke Lopez shooting. We're good. Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, you don't stop. To name it off, I have Wilt Chamberlain's body, Dwight Howard's defense, Carl Anthony Towns' shooting, Nikola Jokic's passing, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's post moves. Good grief. Who did you just make? This sounds I think like I have. Real. I think I might have the best in four categories. You might. I have... Uh... I have Joel Embiid's post moves, Shaq's body, Kristaps shooting, uh, and then I have what the hell am I thinking about? Yeah, I have Pau Gasol's passing. passing. Yeah, I just got Pau Gasol's passing, and then uh, <laughs> someone's defense. Who I'm just I'm blanking right now. Who's it? You got AD's defense. Yeah, AD's defense. There we go. <laughs> All right, I got David Robinson's body, Bill Russell's defense. Uh, Brooke Lopez is shooting. Arvidas Sabonis is passing, and Hakeem Olajuwon's post moves. Oh, nice! That's nice. nasty. That's nasty. You should, uh, Mo. You should have picked the other Sabonis is passing. I don't know if. Yeah, you're. I, I feel like I could have, but I don't know. I just didn't feel right about it. I didn't feel right about. It. I just. <laughs> I'd rather have Paul Gasol. The vintage memories are okay. in my head. Sabonis went out soft okay. too, so <laughs> it doesn't resonate. All right, next video, we're going to do which NBA moment was more embarrassing. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into this it. This should be a fun one, okay? Let's get some jokes off. So, which NBA moment was more embarrassing? LeBron's missed dunk the other night or Brandon Knight getting dunked on? Oh, Brandon Knight getting dunked on 110%. Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight. <laughs> Brandon Knight. Listen, LeBron, that was an embarrassing moment. Brandon Knight's moment, that was life-altering. Okay, there's not, there's not just one moment. He can't go anywhere anymore without people saying, you got dunked on. <laughs> so maybe being on the, the 
Listen, LeBron looked old as hell, and it was hilarious. Very embarrassing for an all-time great. But being on the other end of the most disrespectful dunk of all time, potentially, that's all you're going to be known for forever. His There's no safe ended. zone for you, bro. Every time you walk into any AAU camp, they're going to point at you like these, and they're going to point at their phone <laughs> like these. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> bro, you cannot be around sixth graders ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Brandy Knight, ah, what a tragedy career. Poor guy. I don't know why I matched those two up. It was a terrible matchup. I <laughs> typed that wrong. <laughs> I liked it. Well, let it rock, though. LeBron, <laughs> Steph Curry slipping on a dunk attempt or Carmelo Anthony's two-foot air ball shot? I think oh, it's Steph, Steph Curry. Curry's slipping, It's bro. Steph Curry's. It's Steph I don't Curry's. know, man. <laughs> Listen, Listen, Carmelo people, Anthony was so close, he could touch the rim. He just... Uh. <laughs> people, people, miss shot, people miss shots all the time. Steph looked goofy. Slipping and falling, <laughs> he's wide open and did the <laughs> oh, it's like, it's, it's, bro, it's ridiculous. It's like you put the, it's like you put a banana peel right there. It was ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. exactly, exactly. And I remember that play was against the Lakers too. When he, when he really went to go dunk, we rarely see Steph dunk. We really see, we exactly. rarely see Steph dunk. And so, like, when and that's he why goes up for it, it's like, oh man, you should have just laid it up and just you better make it. Really yeah, I don't think he's tried since that one time. He's like, nope, not again. I tried to give y'all fucking one. It didn't work out. Yeah, no, his reputation is too strong for it to be tainted like that. <laughs> so lay that whole up. He, he went, good. <laughs> he went home with a light bruise. How annoying. Yeah, broken ass, <laughs> broken tailbone. <laughs> uh. The Houston Rockets missing 27 straight threes or James Harden being blocked by Mono Ginobili in game six? 27 ah. straight threes. Easy, easy. That, and it's not even that. It's what happens afterwards, and the fact that the Rockets sent a letter into the league crying about the missed calls <laughs> to try to make up for the for the missed shots. You guys are nerds, and y'all suck. That is Bro, embarrassing. This was so embarrassing that because it's almost a mathematic impossibility, and they managed to do it. You know how sad that is. I don't think we will. I, they made history Chunks. that night. We'll never see that type of. Uh, we'll never see that level of play ever again, bro. That was generational basketball. But bro, <laughs> Monty was so old when he when James Harden got blocked by him. Facts. Incredibly was borderline old. out the league. He was a corpse. Yeah, exactly. So it's like prime James Harden doing the crazy number, and he and he gets stopped by that. I don't know. But 27 is an outrageous number, so I have to go with that. 27 is outrageous. <laughs> you couldn't do that if you, even if you tried. How? <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Next one. J.R. Smith. For, <laughs> I don't even call this. <coughs> J.R. Smith's, <laughs> Smith's infamous finals blunder or JaVale McGee running the wrong way after a rebound? <laughs> It got it has to be Javel <gasps> McGee, right? Oh, you can at least at least for Jr. You're like, listen, the stress got to him, right? It was a big moment. <laughs> Javel's running the other way in November, like, bro, focus, <laughs> focus, please. <laughs> well, the funniest defense. part is, it's Javel because he's running so hard. Yeah, <laughs> he's putting his all into it. He is getting back on defense. He thinks he's gonna be applauded by the coach. Absolutely, he's, he's gonna get more PT doing this, bro. But no. <laughs> The quiet opposite is going to happen. You only see that in first grade YMCA games. <laughs> like, come on now. Yeah. He was. Yeah. <laughs> wait, no, he did. No, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JaVale's is 10 times worse. Even though that happened in the NBA Finals, still way worse, bro. God. <laughs> what a guy. 
Next one. Paul George hitting the side of the backboard or Damian Lillard's game-winning shot in his mouth? <laughs> Paul George can't win. Holy shit. Me, personally, him hitting the side of the backboard in a completely empty arena. Alongside that, the announcer saying, way off is so bad. Holy cow, bro. Bro, that shit must have been so loud. <laughs> no acoustics. Just doom. <laughs> and it's crazy because Paul George had to hear the announcers say way off too. He had to hear that. <laughs> Only people yeah. in the crowd were all their baby mamas. <laughs> They're just laughing at him. <laughs> exactly, bro. No way. No way that's that worse. All, all the, all the virtual the fans were pointing. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be the best Clippers team in franchise history, and the defining moment is that. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Uh, sad. <laughs> yeah. uh, last one. Brandon Knight missing a wide open oh game winning layup, or Nick Young turning around and missing the three. <laughs> this is tough. Poor Brandon Knight. <laughs> yeah. I don't this know. It tough. has to be Nick Young. That. Listen, that clip and that meme of Nick Young thinking he made it, we've we've talked about it before. That's a 10 out of 10 meme, right? <laughs> that's an all-time meme. It it surpasses just sports, right? You can put that meme into <laughs> anything. Exactly. Now, Nick, Nick, Young, will, Nick Young embarrassed himself with that. Yeah, this meme, Nick Young in that moment will live beyond our entire but beyond our years period bro it'll it'll live and long enough for our kids kids to see this so nick young for at sure least you can that. laugh at that though brandon knight just looks like he's ass it's not I even know. funny <laughs> i know you just feel bad because it's like man another yeah. one really God. <laughs> yeah like yeah you're thinking there's a brandon knight tax that everything is hilarious when brandon knight is on the opposite end of the highlight so yeah i feel like i feel like you can, you can find a 10 minute low light reel <laughs> that'll leave you in tears of rain and night. Yeah. Like, if that was Luck Bob Mute, it'd only be kind of funny. But the fact that it's Brandon Knight again is hilarious. <laughs> what a deep cut name. I haven't heard his name before. Luck Bob Mute is hilarious, bro. <laughs> I thought That's that was crazy. a random guy I could think of. Yeah. That's crazy. That's hilarious. All right, before we get out of here, we have one more video. Mo, I think you have some baby pictures to show us. Yes, so for the viewers out here, I'm going to send these people some baby pictures. And we're playing a little game called Guess the NBA Player by Their Baby Pictures. So I'm going to load the first one up. Donovan, I know your Wi-Fi is cooked, so I'm just going to wait a second and get this hook right. I'm going to say it a couple times. Guess the NBA Player. Oh, no, I got this. I got this. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Look at that. Look at us. We're coming up in the world. Look at us. All right. Guess the NBA player by their baby pictures. Okay. First up, who is this child? <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. He's in hell hard. Bro, who the fuck Ooh. is this kid? I don't know. <laughs> <Is> this... <laughs> I don't know. This kind of, listen, this this is a big baby right here. Yeah. This is. <laughs> this is a big baby. Is. You know, Clay Davis? Look at the smile. Look at the eyes. Look at the nose. Look at the hair. You that is. The resemblance? That, that's, that's big baby Davis. No, he's in the NBA today. Oh, dang. Is this Joel Embiid? No, that is a great guess, though. That is not Joel Embiid. All right, who are who are the fat guys in the league? Oh, no, this is an American baby, isn't it? Yes. That is a good <laughs> hit. Yes, it's an American baby. Uh, who is who? this? <laughs> who is this kid? <laughs> I don't know this child. 
L. Think. Okay, I'm gonna just guess. Is this Julius Randle? No, it is not. That's a good guess. That is a good guess. Th- y'all see it, right? But y'all see not. what you? Yeah, mean? actually, you're right. Look at the eyes and the formation. Yeah, side of that side profile. Yeah, for sure. Baby's guess. hairline. I give up. Who is this kid? <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, hey, I give up. Who is this kid? This is James Harden. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't put a beard on that baby. I don't, I don't know who this is. Put a whisker that on that baby. generic baby. baby no, no defining features in that baby. <laughs> All right, who is this baby? Which one? Right, next time we got he has got some chains on. This is more of a more of a elementary school picture than a baby picture. Is that De'Aaron Fox? No. Wow, you're so wrong. <laughs> this picture this picture is way too old to be De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I know. De'Aaron Fox the was twelve in like two thousand eleven. <laughs> I know your timeline is wildly off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Darren Fox is our age. Hey man, <laughs> now nah, Darren Fox is, is a little bit older kid? than us. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's yeah, one year older than us. He's this kid though, draft. I ain't gonna lie. He looks like a he looks like a bastard with this picture right here. You got the hat <laughs> turned back. You gotta cut that. <laughs> you gotta cut that. What are we doing? Here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this person has a gap too. This though. kid looks like a Hall of Fame swindler. swindler. Okay, wait, wait, okay, wait. Listen, this person is clearly wearing Rockaware stuff, right? This is 2003, yep. 2004 okay. era. Okay, so they have to be what about eight or nine, which Possibly. means that they were born in like 1994. So they're mm. hmm. Huh. Who is, is this in the league today? Yeah, he's in the NBA today. All these players, or Ooh. most of these players, are in the NBA today. This Jimmy Butler. No. I Okay. Jimmy Butler did not grow up in a household, for real. <laughs> this is not JB. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, that's, yeah, that's crazy. You don't think that there's any pictures of Jimmy Butler prior <laughs> there, to the uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I but Jimmy Butler looks happy, and his childhood was supposedly <laughs> sad. So I don't Do you know. think every day is bad? For like, <laughs> 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 All right, moving on. People in poverty uh, can have good days too. Though, like. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, who is this kid? This is harder than I thought. Yeah, this is hell hard. Um, who is this? I'm is this Bradley y'all... Beal? Yes, Bradley Beal. Yes, this is literally Bradley Beal. He's a swindler, bro. He looks like he's just out here scheming since day one. Ain't no way he didn't. Ain't no way he has no kids back in the lunch line, bro. What? <laughs> I can tell from the chin. <laughs> exactly, it's the chin. It's the chin. All right, who is who is this baby with the basketball on his hand? Okay, so a, I got a bowling that's shirt. That's a on. round baby, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> this Jesus looks like Julius too. <laughs> oh my god! No. <laughs> Every play. No. Oh my god! <laughs> I, see, I see a familiar face in this baby. It's coming to me yeah. slowly. Nah, man. Is this Anthony Edwards? No. Nah. He's wearing oh, Tommy. That's not a terrible guess, though. He's wearing Tommy. Huh. That is a good guess. What does that tell me? I don't know. <laughs> Look at the nose and the ears and the eyes. I thought this was pretty obvious. <laughs> it's just telling me that this kid is black. Like that's, that's <laughs> I, can't, I can't get anything else from that. Oh my god. Oh okay. my god, man. Is this Evan Mobley? No. Nah. This is not Evan it, Mobley. It's weird. I feel like this should be like this kid has mad. This teeth child already. is dark skinned though. So like that's context clues. Evan Mobley okay. is not for real dark. Okay, yeah. you're right. Is this kid an all star? Yeah. This kid is an all star. Oh. Is this LeBron? What? 
Oh my! That is the worst <laughs> guess I've heard in my life. I, I don't know what LeBron. Looked LeBron like. used to look like he would manhandle babies. What are you talking about right now? Have you this ever seen baby like, LeBron before? This, his baby, this baby are... is big too. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but baby LeBron looked like he used to handle shit for real. I don't know. <laughs> to, in order to in order to go buy baby LeBron's recess, his playground, you need to check in with him. Like is LeBron was Zion? big homie. No, it's like, not Zion. Zion. No. I can't breathe. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It should be. You show me this fat baby. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm crying real tears. I don't. I don't know who this is. I don't oh know. my god! My oh eyes. My I can't oh my god! We're just roasting today, babies bro. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even guessing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care who this is. <laughs> is this Jalen Brown? Yes, it's Jalen Brown. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Ryan, you pissed me off so much, bro. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my okay. god! I can't fucking breathe. Bro, fuck, bro! I'm crying oh so hard. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Oh my god! Oh, this fuck. tissue's all wet from my tears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <You're a mess>. <laughs> <laughs> right. He said LeBron used to manhandle babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Was not hurts, allowed at daycare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who is this baby? His face is very distinct, and <laughs> that's I will Chris say- Middleton. That's Chris Middleton. <laughs> oh my God, yo, <laughs> what are you trying to say? He's not in the NBA right now. Oh, that's not oh. Chris Middleton. Is this oh. Reggie Miller? No, they got a long head, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who. Is this Rondo? <laughs> no, this is not Rondo. Oh. who's this light skinned child? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, is you said they're not Curry? in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, they're not in the NBA. Is this Ray Allen? No. Hmm. Terrible guess. This no, it's not. not. That forehead is huge. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, God bro. Who is this? Their face looks recognizable. I feel like whenever you tell me, it's I'm going to know. It's not Reggie Miller? What the heck? Is this Mark Jackson? No. No, it's no, no. His Mark picture Hill, has to be in black and white. Michael, yeah, <laughs> Michael Red. <laughs> you said Michael Red. No, you better not give us no Michael Red baby picture. I would be upset. This is Chris yeah, Bosh. No. I don't know. Who is no, this? Chris. No, you can tell Chris with his neck. This is not Chris <laughs> Bosh. <bro. laughs> That's crazy. This is the craziest segment we've ever had. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Oh, for people that are watching to the end, this is hilarious. This is well worth the price of admission. Okay, listen, listen. Just give give me an era of player. Two thousands. Okay. Two thousands uh-huh. and super early two thousand tens, and then he was out. Is this is Vince Carter. <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> I want to say hmm. Ray Allen again. No, no, bro. This player was none about buckets, bro. Oh, he was all about buckets, and that's it. Is this Jamal Crawford? <laughs> no, that's not a terrible Rip guess. Not a ter- no, not Rip just Hamilton. about buckets. Yeah. Just I give about- up. Who is this kid? Who is it? Monte Ellis. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who is this kid? 
What? Black and white. Like Frankenstein. <laughs> what Who's this Frankenstein kid? <laughs> <laughs> you give us a black and white photo? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this kid? Yeah, I think it's kind of obvious because this look, this kid looks kind of crazy. <laughs> is it Zach Randolph? <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. You're going to hate yourself for real when you don't know who this is. Is this Bobby O'Neal? Portis? Nah, not Bobby Portis. It's not a terrible guess because he's crazy as fuck, too. <laughs> <laughs> is he a current player? No, he's not a current player. This is black and white. <laughs> but this is a crisp <laughs> black and white photo, though. <laughs> Maybe so I it's see a this. stylistic choice. I see the confusion. <laughs> Look, Look at the eyes. It's, looking, it's all in the eyes. Oh, he is? I'm, that boy is dripped out. Oh, my God. <laughs> dripped out of Lacoste. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to stare into the like eyes of this child. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> stare into the eyes. He's dark-skinned. Not, not in the NBA? Okay, can you give us the era? Yeah, early two thousands. This guy, towards Ben the Wallace, late, super late two. It's towards the super late two thousand tens. No, not Ben Wallace. Not <laughs> super ben late two thousands, and their baby picture is black. And my white. bad, my bad, bad. <laughs> early, early, my bad, early. <laughs> hmm. Who's crazy? Crazy is this, players. Is this Ron Artest? No, you're in the same. You're in. You're on the right track, though. Stephen Jackson. Allen? No. Steven Jackson. No. Al Harrington. Huh. Nope. There weren't, Jermaine O'Neal. No. Is he a wing? <laughs> uh, no, he was not a wing. Mm. That should give it away. Who is this kid? <laughs> Dude, doesn't does oh, he not is this look Kevin menacing? Garnett? Yes! Look at him! He looks like a oh. badass kid! What? He looks like he's going to torment you at the fucking lunchroom. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. are you kidding me? This is no, no, this that is scary. Yeah. That kid's scary. I got yeah. it. I got it. I got it. You got one more for us? Yeah, I got one more. Uh Oh Lord. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> it's not this gonna be the bad. craziest second I've ever had. <laughs> Who's yeah, that no. first baby again? That first <laughs> James baby. Harden. Oh that's James Harden. <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot. <laughs> uh all These right. fucking babies, man. <laughs> this shit is hilarious. Jalen oh, Brown was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Can baby? Can somebody look like one? their baby picture? Oh, that's yeah. Joel Embiid. <laughs> Nary, fuck. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that one was so easily. Bet. <laughs> look at that fucking smile. He's the cheekbones. Okay, I'm, let me let me give you one more. Then let me give you one more. That was easy. All right. <laughs> Send this over quickly. <laughs> Oh, this is hilarious. Well, hold on. I, okay, there we go. Who oh, that's Kanye that? West. <laughs> <laughs> that does look like him. This player is out of the NBA. I see. This looks okay, like this is Kendrick Perkins. No, <laughs> this is a good cast, but no. You can tell this is an old player, though. Super huge. Yeah. Not super Era? old, but era, early 2000s. This guy. Hmm. This is Early Shaq. to late 2000s. No. Early to late. Who, hmm. I, who is bro, this kid? I don't know these children. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell by the facial features. Look at that. That the sharpness of the head. I think that kind of gives it away in the nose. Sharpness, sharpness of, of the, the head? head? Yeah. Who had a sharp head? <laughs> bro. In in the two thousands? Yeah. Is 2000s. this Sam Cassell? No. No. So come yeah. on now. Now you wouldn't you would know Sam Cassell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Chauncey Billups. No, uh, no, not Chauncey. Not Chauncey. No, I mean, the, the kid is kind of not like fully big bone, but like he's yeah. he getting there. <laughs> That's a large child. You're right. Uh, this. <laughs> this kid is filling up the onesie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this dude did grow up the tall. I, I don't, I'm over this. He Who was this? jumping out the gym. Yeah, I don't know. He played for your team at one point, Donovan. Jumping out is this Amari Stoudemire? Yes, Amari wow. Stoudemire. I, I see it. I see okay. it. I can see exactly. it. What we need to do next time, we need to play like 20 questions or 10 questions, but with mm. the baby pictures. Oh, that's mm. a good one. That's fire. Okay. Yeah, man. That was the funniest segment we've ever had. <laughs> the episode's over. See ya. Wow. See y'all next time. <laughs>